0: My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? that blow your mind? That just happened.
2: It's In This League time. It starts right now with your boys, Bogman and the Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. You can find him on Twitter, Bogman Sports. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is it the Welsh. And welcome in to a three-hour edition of In This League right here on Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. Week three of the NFL baseball's coming to a close, the damn NBA playoffs. I mean, not that you would know, not that anybody is watching it because of football right now, but uh, the baseball playoffs are insane. Hockey's going on. It is, uh, we went from nada to a lot of crap. Holy (laughs) crap. It's it's relatively amazing right now uh, on the swing of everything. It's a very busy week, Boggs. Week three is very important in the NFL, baseball coming to a close. It's a very, very important sports week.
3: Yeah, we have to see uh what NFL players survive week three. You know what I mean? So uh after fourteen blown ACLs or whatever fourteen percent of the blown ACLs for one year happen in one weekend, that's kind of it's like nuts. um
2: it's like Fall Guys. I don't know if you've do do you know what Fall Guys is? Have I told I mean, you that? I know that?
3: what a Fall Guy is. Chris Carter told me if I go no. to the NFL, I should no. have
2: one. No, not the same kind. There's, oh, It's wow. this, it's another, you know, like there was Fortnite. That was everybody's excitement. The game uh, ended up becoming Fall Guys, and I have it. I actually have it right here because I've been playing it with my kid because uh, one of our great listeners and, and yeah. dear friends, is the better way to put it, Jag, had uh, gifted me a computer I got set up and You know, we finally had a PC. So the kids, like, let's play this game. And what it is, I'm gonna do a horrible job of, of explaining it. It's like these little bean characters that have, you know, legs and arms and whatever. And 40 or 60 people start online, real people. And each round is a race. And you just have to, a certain amount of people can, you know, make it Alpha Race One. The others are eliminated. Then it goes to race two. But it's hilarious because guys are falling and getting slapped everywhere. And at the end, when the guys get eliminated, they all get pushed off a ledge. And I was like, oh, that's like the NFL. That's like week two it was like round two of fall guys. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, was it sounds just like, like a great
3: lesson for kids. If you don't win the race, you die. So uh, essentially uh, but
2: they're cute little bean characters. That's yeah, uh, yeah. that's how it goes. So, you know, round one of fall guys, a lot of people make it through like week one of the NFL round two is a little bit more serious. That's what just happened in week two. So week three, we got to get down to the nitty gritty. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're actually going to talk a little bit of baseball as well. And Casey Bubba coming up in hour three. So don't go anywhere in this league.
1: We're coming back.
4: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you.
1: Oh. In this <laughs> league.
0: You are doing-
2: Welcome back in, In This League. It's Bogman of the Welsh. Come and check us out over at com if you guys are oh, bored, not busy, want to support you boys. we got tons and tons of cool stuff. we got comedy secret shows that are only available to our Patreon members. We've got group me rooms. We've got tons of extra content, live streams. You can watch the Thursday night with Bogman, Thursday night uh, football with Bogman on one of our uh, streams there. So come and check it out. we will take you to the Patreon. You could sign up today. We would uh, appreciate that, Bob. I'm,
3: I'm I'm having issues with Thursday Night Football, not for doing it. I mean, uh, and I'm going to have the NFL game always on the main screen. But my second screen, because we have, um, you know, we got conference finals games. We also have UABs playing South Alabama for college football. You know, I talk a lot about Uh, college football and college fantasy football. So I'm having a struggle, uh, you know, one of the Diamondbacks last games going on. So I'm having a struggle to what to put on that second TV, Welsh. so Maybe Fall Guys. Maybe maybe I should be playing Fall Guys
2: during Thursday night football. It is Jacksonville and Miami, so who knows? It's a good game to maybe potentially do that. Uh, well, and people are listening to this. It already happened. So of course, uh, yeah, thank you for yep. breaking the Baba and I are breaking part. it down in hour three because
3: what a game too,
2: right? Cool. It was amazing. sucks yeah. that
3: DJ shark was out, but who? All those James stats Robinson. and players were
2: great. Yep, James. I just say James Robinson. No, man, what, what Robinson. happened there was what a story, James Robinson. What a story! I can't wait to get positively to it, or negatively. It's right. it goes of either way. Yeah. What a yeah. what an immense thing. Um, you know, I think there's so much football to talk about, but we are on the final couple of days of baseball. You know, and two things have really stood out to me that I wanted to um, I wanted to ask you about. Playoffs are going to be weird. There's so many damn teams that are going to be involved in it. We've already got what of the six teams in the AL that are clenched Four in the NL? Um, it, it's just going to be kind of a wild ride, especially that they're going to drop in a bubble. But as you're thinking about the end of the season, the two, probably the two biggest things I don't think I expected from either the start of the season or give me a couple of weeks into the season were these two. One is the immense fall that Luis Robert has experienced. Um, From the unanimous rookie of the year for in most people's eyes to I mean, the guy is hitting sub 230 right now. And there was a time where he was hitting over 300. You know, I want to say for the first couple of weeks and he's striking all the ball hard. And, you know, it was it was kind of a walk away situation where Luis Robert looked like he was going to take that rookie of the year um, award home with him. And Kyle Lewis obviously had something to say about it. And Baseball America just posted an article where they said it's not really close, and it's Kyle, Kyle Lewis. And a lot of people think Kyle Lewis could walk away with this. Thursday, Luis Robert got the day off to try to get right. But there's still only a couple games to get right. And that's one of those I didn't I didn't expect. I mean, these guys go through these struggles. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised for Fernando Tatis Jr., who is was one of the most incredible players to start the year in fantasy, ended up becoming, like, number one in most people's eyes. He's had a pretty extensive fall off in this back run of this season. These things happen, but the the big big drop off that Luis Robert had has had is a little bit surprising. And you know, we're doing a mock draft that we're going to be breaking down the 2021 uh, MLB fan, or you know, for a fantasy baseball mock draft for what um, leagues might look like. I was targeting and I considered Luis Robert, regardless of the really, really poor ending to the year. I considered it in my third round and I was really, really hoping I was going to be able to snag him in the fourth. And he went and he went just a couple picks before me. So he, in a 15 team, he was kind of in the fourth, but the fall off of potentially Kyle Lewis taking the award and how deep extensively that has gone. That that's been a little bit of a surprise.
3: Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because you kind of have to think about it in context, as far as this year goes, of course, you know, um, Uh, Kyle Lewis has played outstanding the whole year. He's going to win the rookie of the year. It looks kind of easy for that. But um, for, you know, uh, Luis Robert, if we were playing in a normal 162 game season, this, you know, we're at what, 57 games, 58 games. This would be at the end of May, early June right now for him. So this is kind of the, the part of the season where some of those rookies start to take a tumble his start a little bit earlier than this of course because it's at the end uh, of this season but this is kind of the lull you would see him hit before maybe readjusting and picking back up that's yeah. you know that's the the beauty of a regular uh MLB season is it's so long guys hit you know peaks and valleys and stuff so um going into next year you kind of have to decide all right you know are you taking the ceiling price on Luis Robert or are you hedging because he is struggling right now and going to let someone else take him in case that's more of the real Luis Robert. So, well, he's um, got a
2: good opportunity in the playoffs, you know, the the playoffs can be, they give him a rest day. Maybe he gets one more before the playoff goes. And then you get into, you know, and this is why for baseball people paying attention more than ever is going to be important for next year's drafts is, Luis Robert could go on a tear in the playoffs. It kind of makes moot the stats, but people will still look at those stats. That yeah. uh, I'd say it's interesting, and you know, I don't think it, I still don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Lewis 100% gets it, but it looks likely um, as far as stats go. I mean, Robert going into Thursday's games was hitting 220 with 11 homers and eight stolen bases. Uh, Robert has more stolen bases and more RBIs. They're within Kyle Lewis. They're tied in homers, and Lewis has the edge on runs and average. So it's not a to me, it's not a foregone conclusion. And I could see a scenario where we're talking about this upset, you know, where everyone's like, "Jesus, how did Robert win it?" But Kyle Lewis looks like he has it, and that was just something I didn't expect. The other one, Boggs, is they, it's almost got to be unanimous. Trevor Bauer, Cy Young in the NL. I mean, Shane Bieber will easily walk away with it in the AL, and he's getting, you know, AL uh, MVP votes, as he should be. But, you know, I I just didn't see the short season coming of what Trevor Bauer has done, and he is most likely going to walk out with a Cy Young award.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate for uh, guys like us who are not uh, big Trevor Bauer fans at all because, of course, if you remember your Trevor Bauer history, Drafted out of UCLA by the D backs, uh, was here for a little bit, uh, a little bit, and um, it really got into fights with the front office about his extended warm up routine that takes, you know, three hours and uh, fought with Miguel Montero, his catcher, a little bit, uh, famously made a rap song about how dumb Diamondback fans are. So uh, we're not the biggest Trevor Bauer fans out here in Arizona. So, uh, but I got to tell you, you know, Oh God, I hate to admit this, oh, but Trevor man. Bauer endeared himself a little bit over the offseason. He really did. Uh, crushing the Astros for cheating, um, kind of giving it to Rob Manfred for making some really dumb decisions. So and just kind of, you know, telling it like it is. And he's also been the guy that says, hey, you know what? If you hit a home run, I'm not going to throw at you. That's stupid. If you celebrate, you should. I like
2: One thing I do like is that he uh, he called Tim Anderson soft when Anderson hit a homer off of him and he didn't <laughs> do the bad flip. That was one thing. I mean, we've had the ultimate personality issues of dealing with Trevor power because he's done so much that I think is likable um in that stuff like that. You know, I mean, he's pushing offensive players to, you know, be more celebratory. So, uh, cel- you know, be celebrating more. Can't say that word. Celebratory. celebratory.
3: Yeah, celebratory? yeah you got yeah, that I was one. trying to
2: say, the, I was trying to say celebratory. That stood out
3: where. like a ton of bricks, the Welsh. so, yeah.
2: But then also with the cleats, like it's something that he's been really adamant about that I completely agree with is like, let these guys do what they want and let them promote and have fun with the cleats. Like he had trash cans on his cleats the other day, which I thought was hilarious. Awesome. But, you know, he's still like, he's he's still kind of a dirtbag in, in a lot of ways. Uh, well, he's still the guy that
3: threw the ball over the center field wall and was pouty with cleveland about his contract well no he
2: won't sign more yeah. than a one-year contract and he you know he did the whole like if you date me you can't speak about me you can't right look, You know, can't look me in the eyes whatever yeah you know, whatever <laughs> garbage it is but no eye contact
3: <laughs> the dude
2: the dude is a, a 173 era and a 0.79 whip on the year he's topped 100 strikeouts he's gonna win the siam award so you know had you asked me in the first three weeks of the season, if you had said, "Hey, Trevor Bauer is going to be the Cy Young Award winner, and Luis Robert will not win the AL Rookie of the Year," I wouldn't have believed you. And also, wow. I mean, Gavin Lux isn't even involved in the NL, so yeah. I really wouldn't have believed any of the Rookie of the Year awards. Bauer just
3: got them into playoff position with a win the other day, so
2: you know, got yeah, got, got to give it to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird baseball season, but luckily there's more to come. Don't go anywhere. More in this league to come as well. We'll be right back.
0: In this league,
4: somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork?
0: If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt.
4: Holy mother forking shirt, boss.
0: We're back. Fogman,
2: Welsh, and you. Thank you for tuning in on whether it's Sports Grid, the Mighty 1090, podcast, whatever it is. There's a multitude of different places and different uh, ways that you can listen to us. And we appreciate all of those that you do. Um, You know, we were talking about, you know, we were talking about like the awards in baseball and stuff like that. And looking at the postseason, do you think, when do they usually announce the awards? Because I'm, I'm, one thing I'm trying to calculate in is I wonder if they're going to be later than usual and the playoffs might end up playing a little bit of a role in those, you know? No, they don't.
3: They, they, they um they, they, because I think they have to have the votes in before the postseason. And then they announce it after the postseason is over. Remember the I, I feel like the okay. awards always happen in like November, which is weird. You know, it's like, OK, yeah. let's give away all of these awards in the off season when no baseball is happening. And like, you know, Arizona Fall Leagues happening, stuff like that. But um, <laughs> it but, was not now. Well, yeah, it isn't anymore. You know, in a regular season, it would be. But yeah, it's very strange how they do the awards, all the awards, you know, like uh the mvp awards i i feel like it's strange that they come out after or during the playoffs for basketball of course the basketball playoffs are always like you know 3 months long it seems like because they have too many teams but um you know Can you imagine
2: that- to NBA, like the nba was going up against I was listening to a podcast you and I listened to and I heard did, it. Yeah. yeah, where they were just like, was there a game on Sunday? And I totally agreed. Like it's just it it's hard any day that there's on there's football on, I can't even I, I can't even process that basketball's gone on. Though I will tell you, as much as I've do I've dove back in with sports, basketball's been the one that hasn't grabbed me back. And you know, I mean we started in basketball, that's what we did, and we've you know done the fantasy basketball podcast since 2014. And basketball is the one that just didn't pull me back in, even though uniquely they were the most set, you know, they had the, uh, they had the bubble. They looked different. There was it's so been much the going. most fun.
3: Yeah. It's been the most fun uh, because of the bubble. Right. And all of the, uh, you know, the goofy stories coming out of the bubble, like, you know, uh, was it was a Westie getting in a fight with um, uh, who was it? I think J.R. Smith's brother or someone uh, in the bubble when they started letting families in, Uh, You know, during the the playoff game against the Lakers, we had Lemon Pepper Lou, you know, all that stuff. But um, this might be this might be the way it is moving forward a little bit. I I think you want to end the season before you get to the NFL season. If you're the NBA, of course, but, you know, uh, Adam Silver talked about how he wants to start the season. He said his best guess for when the 2020 2021 season would start would be no 2020 at all he
2: said sometime in yeah. january so. Yeah, they said that i mean i think that's what they should stick with long term you know they, I mean, they too. Should, yeah they should take january as a start they'll give themselves three months of no interruption with uh in, with mlb they don't cross over with nfl whatsoever it's the best thing that they could possibly do for themselves now my question is do you think that an MLB bubble will have some of the same fun factor, or it, I, I feel like it's going to lose it because I don't know. I just, they're not going to do anything different. Like maybe they'll prepare if it's like the same stadiums you use where every single seat will have a cutout and, you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be fans there. Like they'll do some stuff, but I just don't think where basketball benefited from, they almost turned the real NBA into like NBA 2k, you know, it looked right, with right. weird screens and stuff like that. I just don't know, is there going to be any bubble benefit for baseball or, you know, and there's so many damn teams involved, too, that the oversaturation is what gets people sometimes. Will people be dying for more baseball because they only got 60 games? Will the bubble help? Or is it all just going to get drowned out by football? I mean, the best thing they have for them is they can play during the week when football's not going on.
3: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't expect there to be a big buzz about the bubble. I think it's going to be it's going to be weird. I think the weirdest thing about the whole off season uh, or the whole postseason here for baseball is going to be having these playoff games, not at home ballparks when you played your regular season at home ballparks. And trust me, I understand like you just don't want anything to go wrong so that you're pushing back, you know, um, uh, playoff games. So I understand why the bubble is necessary and uh, why they're doing it. I get it. It's just going to be really strange to see, you know, um, the cardinals playing their uh playoff games in texas stadium with no fans you know that's yeah. going to just look weird um not but that is the, texas is
2: not going to have fans i mean didn't they might didn't have the Cowboys they always have, have some fans, fans in their stadium
3: they did they did but i think it's an mlb policy not a stadium policy yeah but they policy. might change, but they might change the playoff um, i think they will for overall. I think they're 100% going to do it for the World Series. I think they just want fans, regardless of where the stadium is, you know, they want fans in there for the World Series, and that's in Texas. So I just
2: assume the bubble is also not just because of the players, but I I feel like it's also a plan for fans, you know, because they they have a lot more control if they keep it in centrally centrally located spots where they can cherry pick and try to get fans in there as well. I I feel like that played a role in
4: that's true.
3: Yeah, I mean, because if you're, you know, if your stadiums are in California, California is just not letting people do anything yet. So, you know, well, they are going
2: to but they are going to do some in California, right? It's going to be. Yeah, the and, playoffs are in San Diego and
3: L.A. for the yeah. AL. So the AL teams are going to the NL parks and the NL teams are going to the AL parks. That's kind of the the bit that they're doing for uh, the playoffs this year. So, um, you know, I don't know we California is not letting people into stadiums as of yet. We're still not even sure. Like the PAC 12 has some hoops to jump to uh, be able to play college football in the state of California right now that they're trying to work through, uh, you know, cause we saw the big 10 is coming back and potentially the mountain West and the Mac are trying to make some, um, uh, some attempts to get back for college football too. But uh, you know, the California teams are going through it right now. So Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to go through and get that. So it doesn't seem like there'll be fans in the stands for the first you know, round or two for the baseball playoffs in California. But if we do get to that point where they're letting at least limited capacity, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, the um, Yankees and Dodger stadium, you know, (laughs) playing a playoff game with all those yellow seats that you're used to, uh, you know, watching the Dodgers play in and the Dodgers play a home, game in uh you know in texas that's gonna be very strange so it's gonna look weird it's i hope they let fans in though i mean not that not that it makes that big a difference but i do um i do like it and it's way better the the bit that i hate the most the welsh is the fake fans that fox does
2: did you see that one uh just, the lions game with all it's those liter- fake fans it's no, Didn't. but it's literally the worst decision they've made it's it's distracting <laughs> And like it's so like we know what's going on. We know what's going yeah. on in the world. Like, don't you're screwing. And let's remember
3: brain. it for what it is too. You know what sure. I mean? Like I'm not saying that uh, I don't want anyone in the the stands or anything. But if you're gonna have people in the stands, they're gonna be parsed
2: out. Don't put fake fans in there. Just let them yeah. be parsed not, out. They're not that important. Believe me, they're not exactly. That important. Um, over on the standings, looking over at the AL real quick. The AL, as much as there are only the six of the eight teams are clinched. It's kind of set, I think the big um the big oddity is this. It's the a l West because Houston, who is currently in six, they're above Cleveland, who's clinched, but it's a divisional thing. The weird part about it is that the angels in Seattle, after t- well, as you li- you know what, as you're listening to this, it might be solidified because we are recording this a little bit beforehand. What I'm getting at is like, as much as there, it isn't solidified, to me it is. You know, L.A. Right, right. is tapering down, Seattle's tapering down. Those are the only two that could alter this with Houston. But I believe one more win in Houston, as you might be hearing this, it's already set, it's locked in. So it looks like it's going to be Tampa, Oakland, Minnesota, Chicago. Uh, you got the Yankees, Houston, Cleveland, and Toronto. That looks pretty, pretty good. On the NL, it's not the same. They have four clinch teams, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Cubs, and the Padres. You've got the Cardinals, Miami, San Francisco, and Cincy currently in, but you've got Philly, who's one game. Again, this these are going into Thursday's results, so this may vary. Philly is right there within one game. Milwaukee's within two. And then you've got the Mets, who are a little bit further away. So this is really a race of Philly and Milwaukee who could eliminate both San Francisco and Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at the, uh, the bracket that they have here as
3: it stands right now. Uh, one verse eight would be uh, the uh, Dodgers versus the Reds right now. These are some good matchups. Marlins, Cubs, uh, Braves, Giants, Padres, Cardinals will be a lot of fun. Uh, Yankees will be playing the White Sox right now to start wow. this uh, to start this series off. Tampa Bay and Toronto, Houston and Minnesota is a great series to begin with. And Cleveland and Oakland uh that, you know, that's a lot of fun man what's
2: funny about what you said all the al series i look at and i'm like wow i don't care about a single nl series <laughs> in the first round not a single one now the second round could be amazing because you could have dodgers versus padres and then you could have cubs versus braves you know yeah. i don't want to personally i'm not trying to be mean to marlins fans but like i don't need to see the marlins or the giants move on so the second round has a lot of potential, but the first run of the NL is just trash to me of games, which might hurt them a little bit, but boy, the AL, every single game is awesome. You watch.
3: know that the Marlins have never made the postseason and not won a World Series. The two times they made the postseason, they won it all. So I mean, uh, j- just saying, uh, they, they've got the uh, histories on their side. It would be the course. most
2: 2020 thing for the Marlins to be the one in all of this to move on. Right. Without without a a single doubt in my mind, that would be the move for them to move on. So, yeah, the Marlins win the World Series. You might as well just give the Browns a
3: Super Bowl trophy. Right. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous.
2: I still don't I don't 100 percent understand the logic of why, like, you wouldn't have had the actual West Coast teams play in San Diego. And then the East Coast could just go to Texas and to Arlington. I think it's because
3: they don't want to give like the Dodgers are going to make it. So, like, they don't want to give the Dodgers actual real home field advantage. Versus yeah. the other teams that
2: don't get it. So yeah, that's, that's actually a really good, uh, really good point. They do eliminate by doing that. All right. Well, yeah. uh, we got to go break. When we come back, we're probably going to make the transition over to some football talk, and then in hour two, we're going to be doing some DFS lineups with Fanduel, and we're going to take a look at our bets and our pick them. So don't go anywhere. In this league, coming back.
4: Talk about www.w.com. You made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on. yeah It's
2: In This League with Bogman and the Welsh right here on the Mighty 1090 AM in San Diego. And, of course, on Sports Grid, most likely in your ears on a podcast as well, wherever podcasts are. That's where In This League is. And all of our other shows, not just the radio show, the three-hour edition that we got here. We've got the ITL Fantasy Baseball Show, the ITL Fantasy Basketball, Football. College, prospects, it's, it's just a bunch of stuff. Uh, everything I need a break from, which is coming. <laughs> a little again, I have a little week break from prospect one coming next week, not this week. I've actually got James Anderson from Road Rotowire coming on. And then we are dipping down to one episode a week for the playoffs, which is the first time we've ever stuck around for the baseball playoffs on the ITL show. But that's uh yeah, that's okay, what we do. Back.
3: Yeah, I mean, normally this would be kind of prep time for fantasy basketball. We might uh, fire up that show like middle of October, late October-ish kind of stuff. But since we just talked about it with Adam Silver saying that the season uh, probably isn't going to start until January, we have some time to wait till we get to basketball. So, uh,
2: I hope, baseball. Man, playoffs. I, I super hope that uh, I hope that basketball commits to like full time changing their schedule. I think it's the best possible thing. I hope baseball gets out of their own way and commits to the DH in both divisions. I think that's the best thing that they could be doing. I just hope they take some of the standards of things that have happened because there's so many things that they will take on the bad that is going to reverberate through sports for a long time. Baseball is are already you, showing
3: Are you okay with the expanded playoffs for baseball or would you like to go back to normal for that?
2: Fine. It's I mean, I'm I'm not a Like a purist person, yeah. Yeah, Like the purists want like two teams. (laughs) Yeah, they want like two al, two n. That's all they want. I'm fine with it. It doesn't really bother me.
3: There are college football people that are mad that there is a playoff, that there's four teams that have a playoff and and play. And I'm like, they want the computer to decide. Yeah, that's what I hate. Like, uh, I get it if you don't want it to be eight or you don't want it to be sixteen or whatever. Like, I think it should be thirty two, but I'm a psycho. But, um. I get that if you don't want it to be expanded, but how can you not like actually settling that on the field? Like it's just ridiculous to me. You really want the BCS standings to decide you want a computer to make your choice for who's the national champion. That's ridiculous.
2: The thing that I don't like is I don't like, I don't like the massive change to how much we play that pisses me off. So like if baseball were to be like, yeah, now we play this amount of games or football goes, now we play 18. I don't want that because I think it it creates such a garbage it really just dilutes all of the greatness that has happened in the NFL and the the stats just mean less and like I know there's so many people that don't care about stats but like I do and I care about you know I like talking about like who has the most home runs who you know is I mean Jerry Rice is you know that's a perfect example I could give Jerry Rice is you know my favorite athlete of all time my freaking idol man and he has maybe one of the most dominant strangleholds on a position in any sports in history i mean you could argue wayne gretzky in hockey um I'm, i mean i i'm trying to think i mean i'm, I'm sure, sure there's not in mean, basketball you know, yeah it's it's gretzky and rice and yeah. and that's I mean, maybe chamberlain like what chamberlain did in his era babe ruth in his era that type of stuff but like jerry rice is so prominent in our lifetime and he is uh, he's not only owned every practically every receiving record he's demolished them if you go to 8 18 games then for in my this is just me though it's like well who the hell cares about the season receiving why even talk about it we shouldn't talk about it for 20 years and let things just standardize so that's the only thing that gets me kind of like eh, and riled up everything else you want to expand the playoffs go ahead you want to put dhs in there okay go ahead just give me my game and that's it give me my game and keep it relatively standard at least to the same practices we've had uh you know in my lifetime that's all that i want but make it better i just hope that sports doesn't because like like i was saying bogs baseball you know they're just demolishing the minor leagues and they're cutting deals with independent leagues and they're making all these changes and they're going to lower the draft and it's a lot of negative stuff and scouts are getting cut left and right that's a really bad negative change so i hope they also view in what has happened over the last six months, they they view the changes they've made as a positive, the good ones, and they hold through. Basketball can do it, I think. Uh, baseball can do it. And I don't even necessarily care if they decided to do the, the bubbles. I think that would piss people off long-term because then you've essentially become like college basketball playoffs I, where you know, the tournament's – Yeah, they, they can't they, do that. So, but even then I wouldn't care. Even then I like, wouldn't even they, like they can do it next year.
3: Like basketball is gonna have an issue. Uh I, I think moving forward. Unless you're uh, you know, unless your players are like how the NFL's been doing it, where you're testing every single day, you practice every single day getting tested, and uh, you know, no players this week uh, popped for COVID. Out of all the players and staff and everything, that's nuts to me. And people are some people are trying to say that the NFL is China, you know what I mean? They're like, No, no, no. We don't you know, have fudge. any, yeah, just completely faking it and saying, oh, yeah, no, no, this is not, Uh, we don't have anything. We're fine. We're all great. What are you guys talking about? You know, yeah. but uh so, and I get it because there's been none, but I think they just like when this stuff started happening, they just hit, hit up the players real hard. And they said, we are not going to have, you are not going to make us look like a fool. And so if you get COVID, it's going to be some exorbitant fine and all of this stuff and, which they can't really do. I don't know. I don't know what they did, but whatever they're doing is it's working um, apparently, unless they are fudging the numbers like China. So um, it looks good right now. So, but that that's, it's so difficult in basketball because we saw, you know, Rudy Gobert had it after making fun of it. And he was the big catalyst to the whole NBA shutting down because, you know, they played Detroit and then Detroit played somebody the next night. And it went from Rudy Gobert has it. And Donovan Mitchell has it to, uh, you know, 20% of the NBA has it because, you know, they're sweating and banging up against each other and stuff for the entire game. So it's just easy to spread that way. So uh, I, you know, I know Adam Silver's, I know what he wants to do. His idea is uh, stadiums uh, in front of fans next year. That's what he wants. I just don't know if it's uh if it's a doable thing for the NBA. Well, I mean, I think and it's now how springing in COVID testers into his room and, uh, Lou Williams going to get wings at a strip club and all this stuff in a bubble. Like when you already have issues in a bubble, I just don't know how feasible it is. So,
2: yeah, maybe, um, I mean, it's, it's a bigger question that we can't even answer right, right now. I mean, I think maybe one of the biggest positives that you could look at is that I feel like football has been relatively unscathed, um, outside of, you know, I do think that, uh, no preseason has been a little bit harmful. And I think week two, was a little representative of that. Um, Not that the game has necessarily slowed down a whole bunch, but you know, there's been some safety precautions, but football has been relatively unscathed and uh, that works well for the long term. The two two things though, speaking of unscathed though, I want to talk about the Tyra Taylor stuff, but you just told me about this, which is wild. And it, we both were kind of like, what, what was this Darius Leonard thing that happened? Because you said it and I was like, well, that couldn't have been this year because, (laughs) No one's around
3: each other, right? Yeah, I guess after the game on Sunday, uh, you know, the, the Colts won. They beat Minnesota. I had Minnesota as an upset and obviously got that one wrong. But uh, they, they won, and um, Darius Leonard gave his fa- his his gloves to a young fan, like, you know, just a kid sitting in the first row or whatever. And when he took his gloves off, he didn't realize his wedding ring slipped into his gloves. So... Um, Why was he
2: wearing his wedding ring
3: Dude, I don't. Place. I think that's dumb. You know, I know that Andy Dalton. Like, and I remember this from Hard Knocks. The guy's giving him a bunch of crap. He wore his wedding ring uh, all the time. Like, he's one of those I'll never take it off people. But when he's playing a game or practicing, he puts on the rubber one. Like, he takes the the metal one off and puts a rubber one on so it doesn't get caught on someone's helmet or whatever happens. You know what I mean? You don't want that ring avulsion that happened to, you know, like Jimmy Fallon had that. So where he gets caught on something and then the whole, like the skin and everything tears off and it's just, you just left with your bone sticking there. So that's ring avulsion. So I don't know why he would be wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew it would upset you. That's why I said it. So uh, um, I don't know why he's wearing his ring on the field, but he was wearing it, gave his gloves to a fan, which you and I were both like, that's something you should be well, so doing you said
2: it? that i was like wait like i mean i'm all for that you know because i i love that type of stuff and i i would hate for that right to, in one more year
3: yeah yeah, and, yeah like in a normal year strong, like i would
2: hate for to a
3: young kid every single time you know that yeah, kind of, like
2: interaction between fans and and athletes if that goes away that'll be like one of i think one of the worst catalysts that we that could have happened from all of this but like i was like wait why he took off his glove and he get their fans already gave it up. what the whole thing is yeah. weird why was your ring on under your glove dude i mean there's a couple of reasons I, I don't wear my ring i've been married for november like 12 years or something like that the main reason is my finger is too fat for it right now and it won't fit uh the secondary reason is i have like a small allergy to like metal some metals like bother my finger but then also i just don't like jewelry you know, yeah. I'm not Chris Angel where I'm like blah, blah, rings and <laughs> stuff like that. But I get like wearing it all the time. And some people do like the little like the bands and just like little plastic rubber band. Why were you wearing your white? Wear a a, a rubber one under your glove. And he yeah. gave it to a fan. The whole thing is it's not as weird as the team doctor stabbing repeatedly Tyrod Taylor. Like yeah, what the hell? Like a murderer. He's like, ree, ree. Did you also... I didn't know that they could do this. You know, they hid, the Chargers hid um, that he broke his ribs, that he broke a rib, that Tyrod Taylor broke a rib in week one. That's why the doctor was stabbing him with a needle that then has punctured his lung and he's out forever. Every day, there's a new piece to the story of Tyrod Taylor. What the hell's going on?
3: Yeah, well, uh, first of all, we uh, we no one knew he had this chest injury, right? So uh, like you said, they, he, they hid it. Um, it happened, I guess, late in the week or something. But I've been, I've never had a cortisone shot. Have you had a cortisone shot? No. Okay. So, what I've been told, uh, because one of the guys I used to work with, uh, he had him for his shoulder all the time. Well, what they do is they stick the needle deep in there. and It's like Novocaine, you know, it numbs the whatever is. So, uh, they, uh, it, but that's what your cortisone, that's what it is. It it numbs. So, but they have to stick the needle in and then they do have to move it around. And then they go, is this where it hurts? And you go, yep. And then they, you know, they hit the plunger so that the, the cortisone goes to the right spot to numb what is ailing you. So I think that's Mm -hmm. what happened is they, they, you know, they plunge that knife in, they were moving or that, that needle in, they're moving it around to see, okay, is this the rib that hurts? Yes, it is. All right. Then they hit the plunger. The cortisone goes in that that type of stuff. So um, my cousin has had back stuff his whole life, too. He has to go and get a cortisone shot like once. every. Has day.
2: He ever been stabbed my by year. a doctor and punctured his lung? Uh,
3: no, never punctured his lung. So, I mean, I, okay. I did love all of the Pulp Fiction gifts that were happening after, uh, you know, uh, after this whole thing with the, uh, you know, the Mi- Mia, whatever her name is. Mia Farrow. Is Khalifa. that her name? Oh. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. I don't know. But uh, yeah, all all the Uma Thurman uh, Pulp Fiction gifts of this doctor were pretty fantastic. But yeah, man, that sucks. And and they're they're saying, you know, this is the funny thing is I can't imagine that that is still affecting him. But they're like, oh, no, no, it's still affecting him for sure. So we're going to start Justin Herbert again. You mean it wasn't because Justin Herbert almost went out there and beat the Chiefs? I've got a punctured
2: lung and a broken rib. The the guy's beat up. Of course he's affected right now.
3: Yeah, I don't know, though. Like a lot of guys will play, a lot of quarterbacks specifically, especially uh, guys that are fighting are for you their shaming.
2: Job. Are you injury shaming I'm
3: him? Not, no, I'm not. I, I'm I, it's not his fault at all. I think it's on the coaching staff, Is they're saying he's hurt. When well, I bet you, if you ask Syrod Taylor, he'd probably be like, I'll wear a flak jacket and I'll be good to go.
2: So, yeah. I mean, probably he's like, because he knows the job is a little bit a question. Watch. Yeah, I'm not. All right. Well, don't go anywhere. We're coming back a little bit more football. On the other side of the hour, though, we are going to kick off with our FanDuel lineups. We're going to go through our pick the wins, the losses, and what we got for week three. So more in this league coming up. <laughs>
1: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com
4: I generally come in at least 15
0: minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. But, uh, space out i probably only do about 15 minutes of real actual work would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more
4: let me tell you something about in this league
2: welcome back friendos we are ending out our one For some reason i wanted to say two hour one ending out here it's bogman it's a welsh we are in this league bogman this isn't a sports related thing and we've we're way, way, way. and Rated? we've only got two minutes here but are you like a little bit sad when you saw the announcement that there will be no marvel movies in 2020 but what it really was was a just a bigger story of how movies have been decimated for this year like because i um I was talking to my wife about blah 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 you know like oh you can pick out a movie she's like any new movies out and i'm like no there's nothing there's and nothing won't be out there's no- yeah. tenants out but if I can't find a theater. I don't know where a theater is, and I don't really want to go. But I want to see Tenant. Movies still refuse to do on demand because they're fighting with every. Everyone's fighting. There's no movies. There's really no good content. Everything's getting pushed. Even the places, if Marvel wanted, give us the Winter, so- give us the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. They g- give us more content. There just isn't enough out there. So I found myself going back and just watching whatever I can watching doom patrol right now on HBO max. And I've been watching like Fargo. So that's good, but it's also, I don't know, like as a, as a person that likes to consume a lot of entertainment, it's all been taken away. There's nothing.
3: Yeah. You know, I'm actually okay. Rewatching some stuff. So I don't, I don't mind. I know some favorite
2: thing to do on the planet.
3: some people hate it. Uh, well, it's not it's not my favorite. I, I do want new content. I'd love to be going. I mean, you know, I go see a bunch of movies. So but you've uh, also I,
2: admitted to me, you literally give nobody your undivided attention like you only. I was like, hey, why don't you just watch on your phone? You can watch uh, or watch on your computer. You can watch whatever I was telling you to go. And you're like, eh, I like to do stuff like you don't like to pay attention. You like it in the background to kind well, of go back and so- forth.
3: I will give it my full attention and it's something that I'm into. I have to be it's new and I'm into it.
2: I'll, I'll give it my full attention, but uh, so it's like I'm, dating with you. You give them all the, you give them a different Bogman for the first couple and then you're out Tinder. So, uh, but the, uh,
3: the um, watching stuff, I, 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 I'm all, I'm never not doing something on my computer. There's never nothing to do. As far as our job goes, there's always something to yeah. prep for something to get ready for something to adjust, all of that stuff. So I'm. I. That's why. It's probably why I do like rewatching stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with doing it. So I don't hurt that there's no new Marvel movies. I'll be okay.
2: But there is new content at in dot on our Patreon. So sign up today. When you don't get those new movies, you can get some uh, more Bogman of the Welsh. We'll be right back.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at
4: sfdc.co slash digital360.